Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fandom Talk. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about uh, the Loki series, and this will be a spoiler cast, just so everyone knows. And uh, I'm just jumping into it. I'm not doing much of an intro because I'm really excited. Uh, but I am going to introduce everybody that we have here today. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I was concerned. <laughs> Jacob's like, at least say who's on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, so we've got the EIC, uh, Vance or Jacob, whatever he's going by these days. You know, How are you doing? Who, who knows? I mean, may, maybe Jacob and Vance are just variants of each other. Mm. Yeah, that's probably a thing. Yeah, anyways, I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we've got uh, the Red Lanyard. How are you doing today, Al? Hello, I'm doing wonderful. Yeah. And then we've got Josh, the wise sage. What's up, Josh? Hey, I'm just ready to talk about Money in the Bank predictions tonight for WWE. That's, that's what we're doing tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. So Josh will be joining us the rest of the podcast. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, so uh, it's okay. But yeah, so like I said, we are going to be talking about Loki, and um, it's the most serious podcast we've ever done. <laughs> I know, I do, I do. I love this so much. So if you've listened to any of our past podcasts, I have talked about how much I love Loki. Um, and I, you know, I readily admit that uh, he's. My favorite character in the MCU. Comic Loki, I feel like um, I didn't really know as well. And, you know, um, he's not somebody that I feel like was as, um, I don't know, he just wasn't a cool character until Tom Hiddleston came along, to be honest. Mm. So, I mean, that's my opinion on it. Hot takes right there. <laughs> yeah. First villain the Avengers ever took on. He wasn't really that important until Tom Hiddleston just... came along, you know? Well, I mean, like, I don't know. He just wasn't, I don't know. Yeah, he just wasn't. I don't know. Thing. I just don't, I, that's why I say, like, MCU Loki is my favorite. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I can't. Real quick, can I ask you a question before yeah. we get started? Yeah. If this show had come out about three months ago, would Loki be higher in your top ten? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. But, but, I, but see, that's also that. a tricky question because that particular podcast we were talking about, like, comic book characters right so like that's why he was lower because i felt like it would be weird to put him yeah that but, high I mean, since I, we're talking I, about i took in i took mcu into account for mm-hmm. well then i mean yeah if i if i i was trying to stay with you know jenny's gonna read to her list now yeah. i am <laughs> but you know we said that we predicted that yeah, right because yeah. you know um these characters are always evolving um uh, you know as far as mcu and just comic book in general you know they're always evolving and turn into um, you know, they grow, you know, we grow with them. So, um, <clears throat> so one of the first things I want to talk about, um, yeah, I don't even know where to start guys. Sorry. I've got like so many things I want to uh, talk about, but the first episode, um, you know, we see Loki and he's the one that isn't super developed that we see in like end game. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, he's, you know, completely, you know, he's still kind of villainous Loki. <clears throat> um, Let's see, I'll start with uh, Jacob. Hmm. Um, how do you think, how do you think the, like, from the first to the last episode, how do you think um, the, the series did with developing Loki into, you know, who we wanted to see? Well, it's it's interesting because I think that in a lot of ways, by the end of episode six, he's actually developed more than regular Loki did to Endgame. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, p- particularly because in Infinity War, like, don't, or in, in Infinity War, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, 
Tom Hill, the original Loki's great. Tom Hiddleston's great, you know. Yeah. And he's. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> he wants to do good things. He wants. He's walking a better path now. But we got to think that, like, literally a week prior, he was pretending to be, you know, Odin and pretend and ruling Asgard, you know, as the as the trickster, you know, and everything. This was still, in my opinion, very much a Loki who is becoming who he's supposed to be. By the by, like episode four of this series, he is the Loki that he's meant to be, in my opinion. Um, especially for the way that the MCU wants him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, in, in, in the comics, they kind of tread the line a little bit more to where he is more. I would say that the MCU version is a bit more heroic. The comic book version is a bit more villainous, and they kind of ha- kind of dabble in both sides, but I think with this one, I, I think that they want him to be a bit more, very, very clearly by the end of the sixth episode, they want him to be a hero, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> Al, how did you feel about Loki's development? Um, I thought it was really well done. I thought the character was handled really well. Um, I thought that um, it was really interesting uh, because based on his relationship um with sylvie in the show um i thought it was really interesting because they could have leaned in to that relationship in a way that had the story be much more focused on like um focused on like the romance side of it and the more romantic uh, traditional kind of relationship there but what really stuck out to me um and again everybody's spoiler cast i'm gonna jump right into something that happened in the last episode um is that what i thought was one of the best scenes that we've ever had in the mcu overall um was when um hiddleston um was talking to sylvie towards the end of the episode and um i mean right before they kiss and he could have they could have had the writing in the story say something like i don't want the throne i don't want you know this and that you know they could have had that play out to where he said i just want you or i just want to be with you or something like that but i thought it was so much more significant big part Oh, no, I coughed. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, you're good, you're good. Um, I thought it was much more significant to his character that his line there was, I just want you to be okay. Yes, because I, I think, that. Yeah, I think that that showed so much more character development and so much more unique character development compared to your average um, hero or protagonist in a project because the majority of the time it would just be okay. They're like in love with that person. And I think it's pretty safe to say that there is definitely a romantic aspect there. I think that's pretty inarguable that there is, but that his character had grown to a point where it wasn't just about, you know, I'm in love with this person. It's the fact that the genuine connection he was able to experience was so selfless and so 
focus on on wanting somebody else to be okay separate from himself in that situation if that makes sense i think the fact that we get to see him be concerned about a character or about a situation completely dissociated from his own self-interest was the primary thing that really changed and really grew about him um, throughout this show that they really nailed. And I thought that was a really, really cool, significant way to um, display that uh, kind of character growth. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. That was, I actually put that line um, in that entire scene in some of my notes just because of that. And uh, one of the other things he said that, you know, it's the first time we see Loki this way is when he said, this is bigger than our experience, too. So he's putting, you know, everything in front of, like, what he, you know, wants. But, you know, also the, you know, I want you to be okay. Like, those are just two really great lines that you don't see from Loki until, you know, that. Um Gosh, what did you think about Loki's development? So I, I want to kind of piggyback on that line because these all three <clears throat> shows so far have done really good jobs of having these little lines in it um, that tell us so much more about the character and what the character himself or herself was letting on. So like in Wanda, there's that great line in the in the second episode where she says, you know, all the magic at a magic show is fake, you know, which is a, which is true, but also a line that's indicative of the whole show. That's what's happening in the show. Everything there is fake. And so the, the line that you guys have focused on with the, you know, I just want you to be okay. I just think of it as like this perfect counterpoint to what, uh, what uh, Freya, is it Freya? Freya. Uh, Freya. Freya says to Loki, you know, is, you know, uh, the line we use all the time, which is, you know, Loki, you're so perceptive about everyone but yourself. And it's like the first time where he's he's perceiving something other than himself because mm-hmm. he knows he knows something bad is going to go down there. And I'm assuming we're going to talk all about that here yeah. in a bit. Um, and for the every other iteration of Loki up to that point would have been, well, I'm just going to get out of here. I'm just going to, you know, or, or see, I can manipulate to my, uh, you know, to my advantage. Um, but, you know, this is definitely a, a Loki that's far removed from, uh, from, you know, what we see in Dark World and things like that, which, of course, he's not experienced all that yet. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, um, so it is interesting to see. It, it's not just, uh, you know, like, it's not just heroic Loki again. It's a different way to get to heroic Loki uh, than we got in the, in the original Excuse me, in the original timeline, which I guess is the original timeline, but who knows sure. at this point? We're I don't know. Sure. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all splintered. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, and you know, all these, I think all these shows have done a good job of at the very least growing their main characters. Um, you know, there's there's probably some criticisms to be levied of some of the lower characters uh, on the bill, but their main, the main characters, the ones that the shows are named after. Uh, you you know way more about them and, and their motivations at the end of these series uh, than you did before going into them. And Loki might be the best of that, honestly. I have WandaVision's up there, but I think Loki Loki might be the best so far. This was a really good examination of the character. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, let's see, what else? Um... So, um, 
Ow. Um, who was your favorite, um, like, who was your favorite new character, quote unquote, that was just introduced to the MCU? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, um, I think I said before, uh, during like the pre-recording time, um, I can't answer this, this question with Al bringing up the fact that Owen Wilson gave the acting performance of his life. Um, he was, he was so great. Um, I do think, but I do think I have to go with, um, uh, it's not, it, it's Kang. I don't know yeah. what that <laughs> version of him was exactly, or who that version of him was exactly. Okay. But Kang the Conqueror at the end of the show. Um, for him to... Um, show up um, after all the build up, after all of the fan theories um, and things like that, for him to show up and play that character a totally different way than people were expecting to, but still bring so much charisma and um screen grabbing if you will <laughs> to the scenes that he was in um it's wild i mean uh i mean J- 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 jonathan agers um who played um that version of king whoever it t- technically was um i mean the fact that he could slip into like the last half of the last episode of that show and like steal the scene from Tom Hiddleston is incredible. Like that was <laughs> that was so good. And I'm so excited to see what they do with his character from here on out because it sounds like we're going to get all kinds of different versions of that character that he's going to really be able to flex his acting talent to really show various versions and various characterizations and it's going to be really really great. So by far that's the one that um that caught my attention the most and definitely the one I'm I'm intrigued to see um or of in the future to see exactly what they do um, um with this character I thought it was really really cool yeah I definitely really was just blown away by <clears throat> by his performance even though it was such like a you know a small part well it wasn't a small part but like you know we didn't see him for as long <laughs> as the other characters but like he just i mean it was amazing he dominates it he does he dominates it and um the 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 theory is is that he's um immortus uh which is yeah. the uh quote-unquote less evil king mm-hmm. um but then a lot of people you know especially after rewatching that um it almost seems like well, I mean, obviously, he was trying to manipulate them against each other because either scenario they picked, he still won, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, he's terrifying, dude. Like, like I don't know. Uh, I, I, real quick, kind of an offshoot. I work at a place that sells comics. I've I sold more uh, comics with Kane on the cover this <laughs> week than I ever have. Uh, it's crazy. Like, everybody's just buying them up. I mean, he makes Thanos look like a... You a little flea but you know we just had to flick off like yeah yeah. um uh jacob who was your favorite new character well i i do and and 
I do want to want to say, of course, Jonathan Majors is incredible as Kang, uh, or He Who Remains, or Mortis, or whatever you want to call him. Um, and I, I, I'm with Alec, and I wait to see him in their things. Mm-hmm. However, I've Alligator Loki, right? Alligator Loki is, is very <laughs> close. I I do love me some Alligator Loki. Um, How much you love Richard Grant? But uh, <laughs> but no, my favorite character of these are, are is actually Sylvie. Um, okay, I um, I and, and and yes, I do love Richard Grant as classic <laughs> Loki. Um, I could also talk about Tara Strong as Miss Minutes because that Lord yeah. the. The the range in her hey y'all just will never not be intriguing to me and terrifying and and, and terrifying <laughs> yes um but uh, but no uh, Sophia DiMartino as Sylvie just I I don't know there's something about there's something about an actress and a character and and I'll I'll word it very well that the moment you see them on screen. They are just as electrifying, as just as interesting as the rest of the MCU. Yeah, and that's hard to do when Tom Hiddleston's on it, screen. It really is. <laughs> but I, but I mean, name a, name any other actor or actress from the MCU. She fits in perfectly, in my opinion. Like it's like she she's up there with the rest. Mm-hmm. And this is and like Jonathan Majors, I I had seen in um in Lovecraft Country and and a few other things. I I had not seen her in anything, so I had nothing to go off of like who she was as an actress or anything. I had no spoilers on the fact that she was even in the show, which was great. Um, so when she lifts the hood, I was like, oh, I don't, I, 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 I don't know what's happening. I wasn't expecting her to be the evil. Like, you know, you know yeah. Um, but I, but I just, I adored her performance. Um, because in, in, in this show with only six episodes and showing you who she is at the end of really, she only has four episodes to work with, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, as as good as she is at the end of the second one, um, but in four episodes, you feel the same way about her that Loki does, and you and and, and it's such a like an almost an instantaneous thing to where you want her to succeed, even in even in the third episode when you think that she might not have the best of intentions, you know, like, I mean, obviously the timekeeper, you're, you're like, well, the TVA is very clearly evil, like pretty much from the get go. So you kind of want, want (coughs) good Lord, excuse me. (coughs) So you want to see them go down, but at the same time, you're like, but I don't know what Sylvie really wants besides that. Um, But she just, she just nailed everything about that role because you slowly start wanting her to succeed, which is why, that final scene where it's really it, it is a, it is a no win situation you know because you because you want because you you almost you want her to succeed the same way that you want Loki to stop her mm-hmm. and it's such a I, I don't know I just I fell in love with her like and she and she was my favorite part of the of the of the show or of the new characters at least yeah for sure yeah. well and again back to you know kind of Loki's character development you know he he knew that revenge wasn't going to be good for her mm-hmm. in the end so you know that's why he that's one of the reasons he said I just want you to be okay mm-hmm. and you know no sorry. I need mean, that season two, like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Josh, what about you? Your favorite new character? Yeah, it's Miss Minutes. It's not. Oh, even, really? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm being serious. I mean, Miss, like, I really like Mobius. I think Mobius was fantastic. I think Owen Wilson was great in this. But uh, 
the the Miss Minutes character. Um, and the, here, here's the part about the Miss Minutes character. We still don't even know what the heck that thing is. That's true. Um, by the end of it, um, she's almost like equivalent to the Herald of Galactus by the end of the thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there's like... Maybe she is. Maybe she is. Who knows? Um, but there's just... There's just so much about that character that was uh, that made this show stand out. It, it reminds me so much, and I, I'm I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff anyway. It reminded me of like Bioshock, you know, where you would have like this these really you know kind of dark, dank settings, uh, these really intense stories, you know, and they'd be like circus of value, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, and and that's what she was, you know. You'd have these these moments, you know, where people are getting pruned and you don't know what that means. And, you know, the timeline splitting and she just shows up, Hey y'all, how's it going? You know, it was just really well done. Um, and the show would have suffered without something like that, uh, to, to kind of tie everything together. Um, so yeah, no, Miss Minutes was, was, I mean, she was a standout from the beginning and, and I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what they do it for next year. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, who was yours, Jenny? My favorite new character? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would probably be Sylvie, yeah. for sure. Um, I, I just think there's just so much we still don't know about her uh, that makes her extra intriguing to me. Um, one of my theories, I've, I, I'm not so sure. Like, this is just a personal theory. I'm not so sure she's actually a Loki. I kind of still think she is just Enchantress, because Enchantress is also from Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she took on the Loki persona, to kind of make them get Loki to her because he, you know, I think she might have enchanted him to fall in love with her so that way she could get what she wanted from him. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That's just like a personal theory. Uh, so I, I, there's just so much to learn about her. Um, not to say she didn't somewhat, you know, grow and change mm. as she, you know, went through the series. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not so sure she's a Loki. But I want to know more about her, for sure. Uh, Which kind of leads us into the next question. Um, Josh, what's a character you want to see them explore more of um, in the second season? Uh, Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, really? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Miss Minutes, but but, but since I've already already talked about that. Um, The intriguing thing that happens at the end of this season, um, where you see the statue of Kang and... Loki walks up to Mobius, and Mobius is like, you're an analyst, right? Um, this isn't a character, but I want to know what happens there. That's mm-hmm. fair, yeah. Because um, it's a timeline change, but there's also something that's happening to Mobius's mind, I guess, at that point, that's making him forget all the stuff of Loki, which shouldn't be happening, or unless... I kind of viewed it as it was a separate TVA entirely. That's what I thought. From a new timeline. So how did he... So how did Loki get there? Because Sylvie pushed him into mm-hmm. it. So does Sylvie know that she well, did that? Well, that might have been a Kang thing. I just feel like all... That that was the... That was the... That ending shot was what I want to know more about. I know that's not, I know that's not your question, but that's what I want to know more. No, about. that's fair. That, no, that's that plays no. into it you know, for sure. Yeah. That, that to me was the. He planted at the Apes finale. Does <laughs> yeah, no, it, it discuss, kept, yeah. Kept getting that comparison, but it was like I, you know, it, it, to me, to me, it was uh, you know, I mean, I'm 
It was completely different because the, here's why it's different, okay? With the finale of Planet of the Apes, that shot explains everything that happened beforehand. Yes. yes the finale was. here, mm-hmm. this shot explains nothing about what's happened beforehand mm-hmm. or what's going to happen afterwards. So I understand. I get. I get that they were like, "Oh, it's rip." It's not a rip because the context is so different. It's not a like. Okay. See, so wow, now, he really hates. Now it. I'm just gonna start comparing <laughs> random things of so this show to other. No, not playing the games. Just do other things just to see how upset I can get. Gosh. Well, I, I could also get crazy. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Contextually, it's just not the same. Mm. But, but but that's that, that's all I mean. But like, but not that. That to me was the was the big is, is the big question. So I guess. I guess all those characters. <laughs> this was what I want to know more about because, you know, I, I want to know what what has happened um, to, to bring that about. And I guess, you know, we'll figure more about that out in in the uh, multiverse of madness and all that stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Al, what about you? What what character or what um, storyline do you want them to expound on in season two? And what did you think of the Pirates of the Caribbean esque uh, finale? <laughs> Mm, indeed, indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. Could there be a more clear parallel to another franchise? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm glad you asked this this question, Jenny, because I wanted to talk about this on the podcast, and I couldn't think of a really organic way to bring this up. So I'm glad you kind of set me up for this. Um, so. Um, I'm going to talk about Kang again, (laughs) and that's, um, and I think a part of that is just, um, the, the Disney plus shows have done this really weird thing. They're responsible for this really weird phenomenon that's happened. This weird, like revisionist history that's happened among comic book fans where like suddenly everybody is like retrospectively a huge fan of the character Mephisto. Um, like, I don't know where that came from, but now ever since the first episode of WandaVision, everybody is just like, Oh my God, I love the character Mephisto. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so weird. And they're, and they're wrong and they're full of shit because they don't like Mephisto. Uh, (laughs) nobody likes them um but so i think a part of my fascination with king is just that i'm so grateful it was not it was not mephisto in the show but um so if we're going with the understanding that um the variant of king that shows up in episode six that they talk to is in Ortis, um, which that makes sense. Um, so, does this mean that the finale of season one was the first real interaction with one of the Hawks acquisitions? Because, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, as I'm sure. Yeah, as I'm sure. As I'm sure, Josh just realized um, in the comics. In, yeah. Ortis is um, a character, before he becomes that, he's a character named Nathaniel Richards, who's a descendant of Reed Richards, who's the leader of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, Yeah. that didn't even dawn on me. Yeah, I... Wow. Wow. 
Good. Yeah, it's my it's my pure <laughs> hatred for fantastic. It's my pure hatred for Fantastic Four comics that really led me to that to that realization. Um, but um, so is that? I mean, it's a pretty weird way to finally bring in the Fox acquisition stuff. But um, again, um, I don't put it past Kevin Feige at all to do something this unexpected and obscure as a way to bring that in. I want to hear more about that. Um, and I guess that also kind of possibly goes into the whole multiverse idea. Um, but is that to suggest that the MCU timeline this whole time has been being kind of crafted and manipulated by a descendant of Reed Richards? Like, is that going to kind of lead into a way they bring in the Fantastic Four um, and have Reed be like a a character who comes up from this happening with uh, that version of Kang? Or it's really, it's really weird. It's really hard to really talk about in any real concrete terms because everything... The entire state of the MCU is completely up in the air after that after that last episode. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of weird to talk about, but I'm really curious to see if that connection goes anywhere. Because to me, that's almost... I don't know, that's such... That's such a deep pool to do that, that I can't imagine it was just a coincidence. No, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I want to. I want to see if anything more comes from that. I'm really intrigued to see if that happens. Wow! Oh. Wow, that was yeah. I yeah. will. I, I will say to you're right. I do think the episode um, has potential to change MC. Well, it's going to change MC as we know it. They've already said that. Um, but what? You said it, it was a weird way to bring this in, but at the same time, this series is the most removed from the rest of the MCU of anything that's come before it. Like we, that was the kind of the complaint about Guardians was that you know it just had this like tenuous connection with Thanos, but this series doesn't have a connection really to anything that we know of, mm-hmm. um, except just Loki. You know, but it's not even the Loki that that we got. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're right. It is a weird way to bring it in, but also might be the best way to bring it in because, to your point, you can literally do whatever you want with it. I mean, there's no, there's no, well, there, there's no boundary. Well, you can't bring in the X Men that way because you would hate that. I would hate that um, because X Men are mutants, and if you bring them in that way, they're not really mutants. But that's mm. okay. But that's fine. We didn't have to talk about that. That was unnecessary. <laughs> um, but like, but but for but for a, a Mortis or you know, if 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 that's who that is. I did find it interesting, and like I'm not trying to hijack it, but why do you guys think like he didn't name himself? Like he doesn't even use the term Kang. He does say conqueror. Mm-hmm. He says conqueror, and what else? Scientist. Um. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I feel like he says three things about himself. Do you uh, remember? Well, I mean, and he called himself the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, just, I I found that interesting that he didn't even name himself because mm-hmm. Kang. Kang named himself, though. I mean, yeah. the, the Kang the Conqueror of the comics 
definitely once you know, hey, who he is. What's up? I'm Kang. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it I think it from a writing standpoint, they did want us to be having these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and theorizing what it might be. So I mean I honestly think that's probably the only reason, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I also think it sounds like he's kind of taken on the identity of like um of like he he who remains that's what he's kind of referred to um a lot in the show and stuff um is he who remains um in that episode which i mean if i'm right and that is a descendant of reed richards i can't think of a more richards-esque thing than to give yourself a a super pretentious name and title like he who remains so that makes that makes Very perfect true. sense to me but that's sure one that doesn't live up to yeah yeah because that, that that was the thing that was that was everything i thought was interesting was there's even a point you know because like he he's supposedly this godlike being but once again you know as as, as a lot of these as a lot of comics are very careful to do it they're godlike beings He's not omniscient because he even gets to a point where he's like, okay, I've been lying. I have no clue what's going to happen we just, here. We just passed the threshold. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I don't know. There, there's, there's a lot of that, that, that entire episode, um, every line that is stated uh, in that episode is very interesting to me. You could go, you go through that episode line by line and pick things out. We haven't even talked about Ravenna and Mobius' conversation because we don't even know what the heck's going on there. Um, but I just I, that that whole episode was was interesting to me because it seemed like every line could have massive implications for what's coming next. Well, Ravenna, uh, when uh, you're talking about like when Mobius goes back to her and then right. she's like, "I'm gonna go try to find free will," because mm-hmm. Miss Minutes gives her that tin pad, right? right? That he he remains gave. But mm-hmm. she doesn't know him at this time, right? So a lot of people think that she is going to a younger version of Kang, and that's when the because she's his girlfriend in the comics. Yes. So a lot of people think that's what Miss Minutes was giving her is to go see a younger Kang to, you know. I, I got I got boxes full of Peppa Sylvia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask you that question in a minute. About are that. we certain though that that she's never met Kang? I mean, she kind of acts a little. I don't know. She acts really confused, but basically the whole time. But no, I guess we're not. She doesn't act overly confused when one of the timekeepers' heads falls off because she reacts. She she recovers really quickly to kill Loki. That's fair. Or to prune Loki. I just go to that conversation she had with B fifteen because they're holding B fifteen, and she's like, "Yo." But the thing is, that's the one time where she does act that way. Yeah, because. Because. But I feel like that's. You know, significant, right? I mean, yeah. So it almost there's a part of me that actually thinks that between because we don't see her while they're in, we don't really see her that much in episode five. Mm-hmm. Like, like she has that conversation, and then the next time we see her is uh, Mobius coming back mm-hmm. um, after she has uh, gotten the files from the beginning of time. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder, but why would she go back to the TVA? Like, it almost makes me wonder if, in that time, she goes to find Kang or Immortus. Because if I, if I remember correctly, Al, you, because uh, you talked about Nathaniel Richards. Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Richards is from, like, the 31st century or something. 
and then he goes back to the beginning of time and then basically just kind of lives throughout pretty much. Yeah. It would make sense, or at least in my opinion, that he would go there and then because it, like like you said, at the end of it, or one of you said, at the end of it, it acts he's it it almost seems like he knows who Kang is. Yeah. You know, so I, I I don't know. But her going back to the TVA is really kind of the 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 question that really kind of Puts a monkey wrench in that, so I'm not sure. Well, I just, yeah. I keep going to that line that Miss Minutes says when she gives her the temp pad. She's like, he he thought this would be mm-hmm. more useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, who's he? So why would she be acting coy with Miss Minutes? Yeah, no, you're right. So that's, that's mm-hmm. just my thing. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, but no, so uh, Jacob, who, mm-hmm. what character or sequence of events would you like them to expound more on in the in season two? I honestly forgot that's where this question was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I love this. Which I'm glad that you switched it from character to then series of events because honestly, that's the. I mean, there's there's so much. There's so much ground to cover. Mm-hmm. Like there really is. Um, for me. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think I'm really, I think I'm just really intrigued about Sylvie. Like, I, I know, like, he's, since he's my, my, my new favorite character, my favorite new character um, of the series and everything, but I'm also just really intrigued to see, like, okay, what does she do? Oh, yeah. Like, because, yeah. because, okay, because. Like, I want to know her nexus event. Yeah. Like, you know, her as a child, because she seems so sweet and caring about, you know, everybody. Where does she go from there? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean. Like, and she obviously goes somewhere to age a bit, so it's like you know. And so I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. Like I'm intrigued to see because because okay, does it go? Does it start going into like classical? Like no, no, that's stupid. Why, why would I even think about saying that? No, no, um, you're say it. Oh darn it! Um, well, I was wondering if it would go into like classical, like Greek or Norse mythology, to where because she killed Kang, she also gained his abilities as being the person who kind of controls the time. Oh, that well, I mean that's not. No, that's pretty dumb. Can I... see? Yeah, there we go. Okay, okay. Mo- moving on. I, 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 I like that you were nice there, but now even nicer than you, even though he's sitting there going, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life." But that, that, that's not possible. Kang's a scientist, Jake. That's not how that Sorry, works. Sorry, Aaron. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um. But yeah, I don't know what her plan is now. I don't know where she goes from there. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I want to see more of. Yeah, because um, she thought of revenge, and that mm-hmm. was basically her identity for mm-hmm. a while. So it's like, and we just ruled out one possibility for for her follow up. So you know, there's that. Um, I think that I think that was ruled out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have to rule that one out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So yeah, yeah. Where, where does Sylvie go from here? That, that's what I want to see next season. Awesome. Um, let's see. Um, what do you want to see for next season? Oh, what do I want to see for next mm-hmm. season? Oh man, that's rough. Like all of it. All um, of it. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would love to know more. I see. I don't. I can't pick. Cause oh, I would. I think I would love to know more about um, Mobius's. Uh, backstory. Um, I mean, that's just also I. On a jet ski. I do, yeah, That's what I was about to say. I wanna. I wanna make sure that baby boy gets his jet ski. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he needs his jet ski. Uh, and then yeah, of course Sylvie and Ken, I. I mean, I don't want to see it all. It's. 
Um, it's a tough question for me. And of course, Loki, you know, so I don't know. I'm excited for season two. There's just so many places they could go, like you said. Um, and I'm also really curious about var- the variants. Like, I would love I would love for them to expound on the variants. Um, I would love to know about Kid Thor. Or Kid, well, actually, yes, Kid yeah. Thor and Kid Loki. All right. um, you know, I would love to know those backstories. Um, I'd like to know more about classic Loki, if he somehow survived. Um, it seemed very clear that he probably didn't. Mm-hmm. But also, there's that line in that specific episode, you know, that, you know, Loki survived. Um, and then, uh, boastful Loki just seemed really intriguing to me. Um, present, I mean, like, yeah, I'd love, I'd love a series of just nothing but variants of Loki. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. My only complaint of this season is I wanted to see President Loki more. Like I was, I was really curious because seeing him in the trailer, I was like, okay, I'm curious how they're going to do that. Yeah. 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 And, well, an alligator Loki, my God. I mean, of course. Would yeah. love to know how that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that something from that happened when he turned Thor into a frog? Like, are those two connected, or what? Like, you know, I'm just curious. I'm about not familiar that. with alligator Loki. I'm not either. Before? I don't know if it's just like a thing, like this, this to the series, or. Excuse me. I believe that might be a job for. Fact checking boy. Yeah, I've heard from fact checking boy in a while. Yeah. Ooh. Well. Wow. Um, excuse me. If I if I find him, um, I'll let y'all know with a familiar jingle. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that kind of goes into my next question, though, and this is just kind of like a, a fun little question. So I'll go to you, Jacob. Um, who was your favorite of the Loki variants, and Ooh. one that you would love to know more about, specifically Loki variants? I mean, I mean, for me, I've since. I mean, my my, fa- my favorite of them probably will, Josh. Josh is Josh is right because <laughs> I, I, I love these like British like actors that people don't really know. So I love Richard Grant, so I was really excited to see him as classic Loki. But of course, he kind of tells you like you know his story. Yeah, you do know. His you story. know, You're right. so he's not really one I necessarily want to know more of. Although I would love to see him again, obviously. Um, Meanwhile, um, for me, it's like I'm really intrigued by the way they do Kid Thor in this, or Kid. No, Kid I, 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 did, no, I did the same thing as you, <laughs> Kid Kid Loki in this because uh, I can't remember someone said someone said it, but or I can't remember if, like one of us said it or if I saw it on a meme or something. But someone made the statement that episode was so crazy. That kid Loki turns around and says, I killed Thor. And then we just keep going. Yeah. Like, we just move on from there. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I'm I'm very intrigued to know more about his backstory and know where he goes from there. Because, of course, in... I mean, I'd love to see that actor back and then they take him into, like, the Young Avengers, which is what they do in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be, that'd be really interesting to see. Especially with all the other characters they're really kind of building up for a young Avengers team. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna go with kid Loki. I want to know more about him. Okay. But um, your favorite is my favorite is classic Loki. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I remember when we watched that episode and, you know, we find out that Loki isn't dead and like, that's what Jacob, like Jacob latched onto that so much. Grant. He saw Richard Grant. He was so excited that he somehow thought that alligator Loki was the Loki wolf. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how much he was excited about uh, I, classic Loki. So I should have known that that's what you were going to I say. didn't even acknowledge that there was a, a crocodile or alligator or whatever they, or whatever they're leaning towards. Mm-hmm. I know it's an, I know a lot of people have been saying croaky, but then it's also technically an alligator in the show. Yeah. Um, I didn't even focus on that. I literally thought it was like just kid Loki had a fit, a, Fin is it Finrear is the uh, Asgardian wolf that oh, Hela yeah, has. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally thought he just had like a small version of that because I, I was so focused on Richard Grant and the classic Loki costume. Yeah. Yes, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, yeah, he sold the show. That's fair. Uh, Josh, who is your favorite Loki variant, and what's uh, one of them that you would like to know more about? Mm. Uh, I, I feel like we got enough out of both for Loki, honestly. Yeah. Um, I want to know why he's got a hammer. Well, that, it looks like Mjolnir. Yeah, well, that, I think, does that, do you not have questions? On oh, how yeah, he, that was my, yeah. Yeah, how did he get the hammer? Yeah. yeah. To me, that's a big question. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Al, what about you? Favorite Loki variant and one you want to know more about? Uh, well, before I answer that, um, I found our old friend. Um, it's um, Fact Checking Boy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to be a barbershop quartet? For yes. Fact-checking boy? Um, um, so Alligator Loki um, is actually a brand new creation okay. for the Disney Plus show. He is not from the comics um, and as such does not have any kind of canon origin story or background or anything like that. It's a brand new creation, so. Okay, that's kind of rare in the MCU. They pull from, like, yeah. everywhere, so yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, um, as for your question, though, I'm going to go with how to get her hokey. I mean, I'm really intrigued. Like, <laughs> I want to, I want some kind of explanation, or not even explanation, just kind of some kind of example I want a scene where, like, <laughs> where I can watch it and just be like, oh, that's why he's a Loki variant. Like, <laughs> I want to see, like, I want to see the alligator, like, like, cast a spell or, like, <laughs> or, like, <laughs> get into, like, a, a tumbling underwater fight with, like, I don't know a shark who has like a hammer. That's like a Thor variant. <laughs> like I want to see, I want to see alligator Loki do Loki types of stuff. I just want to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. All of them were pretty interesting. I thought they were really cool. Um, I saw a cool theory online that said um, uh, there was like a callback to the scene in Ragnarok where Thor is talking about. Um, when they were kids and Loki transformed himself into a snake and then he transformed back into himself and stabbed Thor. I saw a theory where, um, um, where kid Loki did that same thing. And that's when he killed Thor. Um, right. Like a childhood prank gone wrong on his time on his timeline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's probably yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah, it kind of changes the context of that scene. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I thought all of them were very cool. But, um, yeah, yeah, I want more alligator. Loki, though. 
I I actually kind of want the entirety of the first Thor movie, but everyone's an alligator. (laughs) Every single character. No subtitles. The exact same movie, just everyone's an alligator until like right at the end something changes, then Loki gets taken up. Like Well, I'm thinking about it and it's just like how how Loki in the MCU is a frost giant. Um, because he was adopted. So I'm really hoping if we get that kind of thing, it's like, as I said, it's like Asgard, um, but everybody's a shark. <laughs> and it's alligator Loki. And so Shark Odin is just like, you're not really a shark as a guardian. <laughs> you're adopted. And alligator Loki is just like, ah! like <laughs> I want to see that. Yes. <laughs> I want to see it. I'm so down. All, all of the drama of the tell me scream just <laughs> would, would be gone at that point. I'm, I mean, I'm a little with though, you. Would it? I don't know. I mean, you'd still cry, but would, you know, yeah, just, <laughs> and, you know. And then the scene where, um, from the first Thor world, and just kind of like screams <laughs> a garbled thing at Thor and stuff that's just replaced by like the um. The shark roar from Jaws three. It'd just be perfect. It'd be, it'd be good stuff. Man, we we need to write this and send it to Marvel guys. Yeah, yeah just feel like, <laughs> we need look. to figure this out. <laughs> they probably already have like a Pixar Loki film with alligator Loki. I <laughs> um yeah no. thirty dollars on Disney Plus. Yep, I'm ready. Yep, I'm, I'll pay it right now. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um. I feel like in this particular series, like every episode had a massive twist that you did not see coming. Um, what, uh, Al, what is a twist uh, that happened in the show that like you didn't see coming or that it shocked you that you audibly like guessed? Like what, or like what was your favorite twist? Like what's something that stuck out to you in this series? Um, I would probably say um, just um, Sylvie. As a character, um, there was a lot of build up to her reveal um, early on in the show because it's weird to think about it now since she's become such a a trademark of what season one is. But um, prior to her reveal, is it episode three that she shows up in officially? Uh, the end of episode two. Episode okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, you have like. Mm-hmm. You have, like, an entire first episode and, like, 90% of the second episode where you don't really know who this variant they're tracking down is going to be. You don't know if it's actually a Loki variant or if it's, you know, if it's some other character, if it's Kang or if it's Mephisto for some godforsaken reason. Um, (laughs) Like, you just don't know. And so... When the reveal came in episode two, um, um, because when I was watching it with my wife and a couple of my friends, uh, we watched every episode together. And in episode two, where Sylvie's going around and enchanting everybody and stuff, I had the realization of just like, I don't think we've ever seen like Tom Hiddleston, Oki, ever enchant anybody before. Um, Yeah. And mm-hmm. stuff. So I started questioning if, like, it actually was a Loki variant or not. Yeah. Um, I, 
Um, and so uh, when her reveal came and you got to spend a lot more time with her um, in episode three and onwards, obviously. But um, I thought it was really cool and a really interesting direction um, to take it to have it be just like, well, no, it is a hokey variant. It just isn't probably the kind of variant you were expecting. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a really cool surprise that they stuck to the idea that it was a variant instead of throwing in some other kind of character and just being like, oh, nope, we got you. Like, it wasn't actually a variant at all. I thought it was cool. And obviously there are some theories that say that she isn't actually a hokey variant, but for the intents and purposes of season one, that's right. kind of the role that she serves. I thought it was cool to actually follow through with that and do it so effectively. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah. They did a really good job with that. Um, Josh, what about you? What was your favorite or twist or one that, like, stood out to you that you weren't, you didn't see coming? Um... Yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't see um, Kang or Mortis coming at all. I mean, I, I, that was the I, I didn't think they didn't I didn't think they'd announce them in this. Um, in fact, I think I told you. Yeah, you thought it was I, an Erloki. I thought it was an Erloki. Yeah. Um, that, that was my that was that was my big thought process there. Or something else. You also said something else. I don't remember what it was. Well, I, I said, well, I said, because it is, it's House of Ideas, which is in the comics. And in mm -hmm. the comics, there's a, there's a Loki storyteller who's sitting there and doing all this stuff. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, Kang uh, ended up being that. Um, I don't know. Every, every episode had a, had you wanting more, you mm -hmm. know? And big cliffhanger. I think the big one, I'll tell you what, it wasn't a twist, but when, which episode starts with Sylvie and one girl sitting in the, is that four? It starts with that, Sylvie and the one girl sitting in the, uh, in the diner, three. or three? That's when I started wondering, like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. um, because there's, now, now there's more stakes to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that yeah, to I didn't me, see that coming either. yeah, well, when the, when it showed up, my first thought was like, well, it's okay. So Sylvie's like, it's on earth know, yeah, or yeah. like, you know, she, you know, she, she find a green lantern ring. How'd she pull all this off? You know, like yeah. that, that was my, I, I know Jake, I'm aware. <laughs> okay. It was just, it was just a joke. But, uh, no, that, that to me was, uh, the, probably the, it, it wasn't a twist, but that was the shock, the shocker part, you know? Um, yeah. All right. Jake, what about you? Um, I, I gotta go with, um, pruning does not mean dead. Um, and showing like the void and then the other Lokis and everything mm -hmm. like that was because it, because it was something I didn't see coming. Like I, I figured like when, when he gets pruned at the end of four, mm -hmm. I thought another Loki was going to show up. Mm -hmm. Like I, I thought pruned meant you're done. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that was kind of where I was at. Um, so that's, uh, that's where she was at too. That's where she was at too. Yeah. The, um, 
Yeah, you were sitting in this chair when that scene happened, and I don't know if you have ever made noises like that um, <laughs> yeah. ever in your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Um, had had we known what the episode was going to be, I kind of like on one. There's a part of me that like wanted like Al and like a bunch of other people here with you, but there's another part of me that just wanted you to be by yourself, like during, <laughs> during that scene. You know, like I need to be alone, like. Um, yeah, and like not to say they're like he's not dead. He's not dead. And he's not, you know? and I mean you're right. I don't know why I took that. And he so sounded hard. just like that. Yeah. I mean, you know. But, My God, yeah. But yeah, the the. Because we also thought Mobius was completely. Yeah, dead. I like, thought yeah. Just, and we're like, he's not coming Which back. Even Josh thought that because well, even in, after we saw Loki was alive, he's like, Mobius isn't coming back. Or, I think he's done. Yeah, like, and, he's and, done. He totally <laughs> sounded like, and he sounded like this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yes yeah the the void the void being a thing was very interesting to me yeah so yeah yeah um yeah i think that'd be, probably be it for me was um for, well i don't know because the tva being like plucked from earth was just like mm. one like a, a huge twist I, I really didn't see it coming mm. and then it was also just like terrifying to think about like i mean that's just you know they're just bobbing and then all <laughs> of a sudden you know now they're working for like this like weird evil like limbo corporation yeah mm-hmm. and um they're just pruning people and just like you know just killing people and taking kids and you know it was just that was nuts um but i mean yeah i think like when loki quote-unquote died that probably that that uh yeah that one like made me like make a lot of weird noises yeah mm-hmm. um yeah that was embarrassing for me it wasn't my finest moment <laughs> um but yeah uh, let's see I can't really, like, if, if, I don't really have any questions, but, like, I just want to, like, I can't really talk about this, about this, like, series without talking about uh, the soundtrack and the cinematography and how beautiful this show is. Um, like, it was just, like, rewatched, I've, I've watched it through twice now, and just watching, like, I mean, it's just, like, aesthetically pleasing for me personally, and mm. I don't know, and I'm not even just saying because Tom Hiddleston's on there, but, like, just, like, like when they're on Lamentus, that's, like, the most beautiful apocalypse I think I've ever <laughs> seen mm-hmm. done on uh, TV. Um, so I, I'm just going to, like, throw this out there. Like, what are y'all's thoughts on it, whoever wants to, like, jump in? like For me, it was, it was interesting how each show was very distinct in its design. And in the way the way that it looks and um, color palettes is something I've really kind of started noticing in different movies. Um, there's a, there's a couple of different like Instagram and yeah. Twitter and Twitter I, pages I those, yeah. where they show you the different palettes that they use in each different shot. Um, which like lamentous, I'm assuming it just looks like, like like they just started just like tossing stuff, you know, up up against it because there is so many colors in that. Um, but at the same time, you know, when, when you think of, you know, WandaVision has to go through basically the history of television, okay? Falcon and Winter Soldier is almost just like, it, it's really, it's Captain America 3.5 pretty much, sure. you know? So it's very, it's very, it's it's probably the most grounded of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, with this one, they were allowed to do so many different things that were so different, different angles on certain shots, um, they were allowed for their entire climax of the show to just be a conversation at a desk 
and it's like the most interesting conversation that's ever taken place at a desk. Um, you know, so they just they were allowed to do so much with this one because they were like, we're Marvel and we're going to try something new and we're just going to see if this works. And sure enough, it did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think there's I can't remember when when it is, but there there is a shot where the camera literally starts upside down. And then it just gradually tilts yes. as they come into yep. focus. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, That's the last episode, is it yeah. the last episode? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, you almost don't realize that it's weird until you start really analyzing these things. Because, because from a surrealist standpoint, and from a comic book standpoint, these things happen all the time. But then you start really kind of paying attention, and you're like, okay, I get what they're trying. They're they're trying to say things with with, with the way that they're doing these camera angles, and so I just I don't know. I really really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, so yeah, sorry sorry, I just kind of went off on a tangent. No, there. that's okay. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, Al or or Josh? Who, well, I just uh, uh, real quick, I figured you were going to talk about the tracking shot. Because you love well, you, you love you some tracking. Shots. I I was gonna leave that for someone else. Although okay. I do love me a good tracking shot. Right. Um, so uh... sorry, I'll let Al go. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I think with the last few projects, as Jacob was saying, I think with the last few projects, uh, we're starting to see a lot more. Um, a lot more very a lot wider range of cinematography and visuals in MCU stuff than we saw before because you get through the first you know three phases essentially of the MCU and while um, a lot of the films are very unique and try to do different things and there are obviously visual standouts within those you know Guardians of the Galaxy and, um, and Doctor Strange and stuff like that um, a lot of the, a lot of the cinematography in the MCU films have been based on you know the really big s- set pieces have been based on like on the dialogue bouncing between characters. Um, where you take the Disney Plus shows um, and also um, uh, very recently as well, you take Black Widow too, where you're starting to see them do a lot more involved and varied um, shots with the camera, a lot more different kinds of camera angles. Um, As Jacob said, they're using um, different colors a lot more to kind of emphasize different scenes or kind of help you visualize the scenery of different shots a lot more. Um, I think the... Music in the MCU has always been great. I think it's always um, been very helpful in the point that um, it helps you appreciate and be um, very immersed in scenes without like drawing your attention away from what's happening on camera. And I think that continued with the show as well. Was that the music was really good, but it was really appropriate, and that it allowed you to enjoy the. Um, the cinematography or the dialogue without overshadowing any of that. Um, um, which again, I think is something MCU has always done really well, but I'm really excited that we're getting these more, it almost feels like a lot more freedom with, um, the camera work 
and on um, the scenery and stuff, which is really, really nice. Um, I, I'm sure, I'm sure like the fancy film critics on, on Twitter are going to find some other way to say all of this is just, you know, a roller coaster of film with no depth or whatever, because that's all they have in their lives to t- talk about. But Right. I, for one, am really enjoying how how they're evolving the different um, aspects of um, these films and shows. I think it's going a really long way. Absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's hard to deny the uh, the the artistic and you know talent and uh, people are dumb. I don't know. Uh, Josh, what about you? Uh, the shots that never got old for me um, is the consistent shot of the TVA that almost looks like the just endless library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they need some more time there in the next uh, season, just because I think that's just it's. Um, I'm trying to look for the word. I, I don't know. The TVA itself is interesting to me. I really want to see because we don't really find out how it exists. You know what I mean? Like, it, like we know it's kind of in this weird limbo place that can go into the different timelines and everything like that. Um, but we don't really figure out much about how it works or anything like that. Just it's it's there, and every time they did that that nice little and they they did several times that pan where you're where you're panning next to where like the like the shells are. So like a guy be walking on on the other side of the shells. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was always just a great shot, you know, because you've got just mountains and mountains of information. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, that was that was a. That, that was well done, and and the and the tracking shot in uh, episode four. Of course, that was episode mm-hmm. four, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. gotta have to talk about the tracking shot. Love that tracking shot. Episode three, actually. What was it? Three. It's the finale of three. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> and then yeah, the soundtrack. I really, I, I have that playing like on repeat here lately, and it's really interesting. The composer that I recently found out when I was doing some digging and I'd already told Dr. Dave about this, but the composer, um, is actually was known for egging Simon Cow uh, randomly, um, a few years ago. I think it was 2007. Um, with and, a bright smile on her yeah, face the entire was, time. Like, he looked like happy as a clam to be egging Simon Cow, And, uh, it's, it's great. And she went on to do the Loki soundtrack and it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, Natalie Holt, everybody should go look up her work. That is, uh, she's great. Um, she's American. Well, she's not American. Actually. She's not American, no, but you know, it's, it's, a it's a universal dream. It's a universal dream, um, yeah. So I think it's great. Um, you know, nobody was hurt, you know. Now, was she... Except the, Simon's pride, probably. Was she just the composer? She also she was like the, like the actual like songs that they went, that went into That I'm not sure about. I mm-hmm. would assume, I don't know. Because I know, because I know, like like with Guardians, like James Gunn works with I can't remember who the composer is, um, like so that way the awesome sound, the awesome uh, mix, Volume One, Two, and Three mm-hmm. goes along with like the score as well. So I, I didn't know if he did if he did both or. Um... Uh, I'm gonna get on Spotify real quick. <laughs> um. Not that that always in, snake, but. in the meantime, though, can we just talk about how uh, uh, Bonnie Tyler's I-, "I Need a Hero" is making a comeback <laughs> between in both this show and also the Masters of the Universe trailer, um, and and it's finally getting the the love it deserves as just a solid banger from the eighties. Um, Fair, yeah. Just it's it's it is hard not it is hard 
to hear that song and not just feel pumped and ready to take on whatever whatever is out there in the world. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find anything on Spotify. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> we'll look that up later. You know. <laughs> that up later um but yeah no natalie holt's really awesome and i love her and he's probably a loki variant uh oh yeah well i mean i I just feel like loki would also egg simon cowell that's that's fair yeah um in every reality mm, yeah in every reality um but yeah uh that's about all i got do y'all have any final thoughts about anything anything y'all want to say or um what if is going to be more interesting now because now we know that it's it's all connected. Like I, cause I literally thought what if was going to be just like a spinoff show of like the same way the comic is. It was like, Oh, but what if this happened? You know, but now since the timeline is just, you know, like, no, that's fair. Anything. Yeah. All of that's going to be tied into. Yeah. 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 Um, some people, like I've seen some people talk about how like the doctor strange that we see, cause I think you and I were talking about, it, or you showed me a TikTok where, they were talking about how like the Doctor Strange that we're going to see in What If is going to be like yes, yeah, like ma- so, like like six one six the main universe the yeah. main universe Doctor Doctor Strange. So it, yeah, it looks like Doctor Strange is actually going to be finding out about WandaVision and Loki um, in What If. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll find that out. That comes out. Uh, what If comes out August eleventh. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. And then following that will be um, Multiverse of. Uh, I think. Technically, the next time we're going to see him is No Way Home, um, Spider-Man, and, uh, you know, and then Josh is going to be upset about that one, too. And then uh, Doctor Strange comes out in March, you know, so, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Josh, while he's in the Spider-Man shirt, you know, just, you know. Mm. He'll be upset that they do Spider-Verse without Miles. That's his thing, which I still think Miles is going to be in it, but, you know, that's that's mm. that's just me. Yeah. Mm. 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 I mean, yeah, it does seem like if Spider-Man is part of the MCU, he would somehow be affected by this. So it's hard to not imagine any of the MCU not somehow connecting to this at some point. So, Mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. Al, Mm. any final thoughts? Um, Yeah, I think that... um... And this was true of WandaVision too, but it was, it felt even more true of Loki that um, I'm just really impressed by these shows that um, you can have, you know, pretty well read, pretty seasoned readers of comic books and fans of superhero stuff. Uh, be watching these shows and still be intrigued and surprised and still have the th- and still have their theories be wrong. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, I, t- I told Josh this and I <laughs> told my wife Alyssa this as well. Um, I told her this as we were about to watch the last episode because the last episode was coming on. And I turned to my wife and I was just like, like, the main villain of this show at this point, it has to be Kang. Like, it has to be some version of Kang at the end of all this. Like, it's the only thing that makes sense. However, I have, like, zero confidence that that's who it is. Like, (laughs) it's, it's, well, I was never more sure of something in my life while having 
such low confidence that I was right. <laughs> and it's it's really a testament to the to the writing and the storytelling of these shows to take people who have read a lot of comics in our lives, um, who who know this stuff respectably well, still be constantly engaged and still be wrong and still be surprised by things. Um, it really goes to show that there is a d- difference uh, between um, changing things and being creative and innovative with your storytelling while still staying true to your characters and just changing everything entirely about a character um, just for the sake of telling a story that you want to tell um, while capitalizing on, on, you know, the names in the story. Um, um, and I think the MCU is, especially with these shows, is a really good example of the former there, where they're able to tell interesting stuff and they're able to change things about these stories that we know and love while still staying true to what we care about in these stories the most, which is who the characters are and, and, and the relationships that are depicted there. I'm just I'm just constantly impressed by what these shows are able to do on these last few months. It's wild. Definitely agree with that. Um, Josh, how about you? So for me, the, the big question going forward, um, we had WandaVision, which was extremely magic-oriented. And you've got Loki, which starts off, you think, as magic-oriented and really seems to be more science-oriented. So I kind of wonder, you know, what kind of dichotomy that's about to make because that's really the doctor strange that's what doctor strange is he's kind of got his foot in both realms yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um and then more so than that you know i the mortis thing really you know that al brought up uh now makes me rethink a lot of things because we fantastic four is on the docket right i mean Mm -hmm. it is a it's a thing that's happening yep um and i kind of i really do wonder you know because that multiverses and timelines, that is right up Reed Richards' alley, man. I mean, that's his thats his whole thing. He just, he just loves getting involved with those loves, things. He <laughs> loves those timelines, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really, I'm intrigued to see what, you know, what's going to happen there. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it opens up so many possibilities of, of different things, which is, you know, ironic because that's what the, the show literally does is open up possibilities, but um, there's just so many characters and so many different pools they can make for this. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Um, yeah. I, I think there's, you know, with Dr. Strange, with Fantastic Four, with whatever's going on with Wanda, uh, even to the extent, whatever's happening with Thor, Love and Thunder, I mean, uh, and Spider-Man, which apparently I'm not going to like, um, <laughs> you know, these are, you know, the, these, these shows are you know, about to be affected in a way that we haven't seen. And that if you had told me, you know, 15 years ago that we would ever see something like this, you know, on the big screen in a mainstream way. Um, I mean, I, you know, I would have laughed at you. I mean, they're basically like, out. I know you're probably, you seem like somebody to be a fan of this show. Do you remember the show fringe? Yeah. I mean, they're basically trying to, I mean, that's, you know, I remember when Fringe came out and everybody was like, it's just a little too much for everyone. And now we've got essentially the same thing on Disney Plus, you know, 
right next to DuckTales. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of it, it, it's kind of crazy where we where we've come. Seriously. For sure. For sure. Um, my final thoughts on Loki is that everybody should go watch it a few times, actually. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, we already talked about his character development a bit, but I just love seeing, you know, especially like the last couple episodes, seeing him kind of, you know, become who he's supposed to be. Like, you know, there's that scene where classical Loki's building up that, um, you know, the city to like distract Elias. And, you know, Loki looks at Sylvie, he's like, I think we're stronger than we realize. And it kind of reminds us that Odin had been squashing Loki his entire life. And so he was finally... Because Odin's the worst. Odin is the worst, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I just feel like, you know, Loki really, um, you know, he, as arrogant as he um, had been up until that point, he was always just, you know... A, you know, a kid at heart who had been filled with all this, like, doubt. You know, like, even the scene where, um, you know, he goes through the the box at the beginning, and they're like, you know, if you're a robot, you know, you're going to die. And he, he doesn't even know, because he was lied to most of his life about who he was. So he's like, maybe I'm a robot of some semblance. And, you know, soul check or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just cool because, you know, all that self-doubt manifested into, you know, villainy of some semblance and then to see him the last two episodes kind of start to learn his powers like he like freaking like stops a building from falling on him and sylvie and then you know they are somehow they enchant alive together is just really cool and then of course you know him being selfless for the first time ever so um yeah everybody should go watch it um if you haven't already i'm not sure why you're listening to the podcast i'm sorry we <laughs> spoiled literally everything for you um but yeah thanks for listening um Thanks uh, to Al, Josh, and Jacob for being here. Um, and if you go and uh, get on our Patreon, I'll give everybody a free Loki variant uh, reading. Uh, oh. I did that the other day. Well, <laughs> so, so, who's, so who's who's here? Well, we uh, Al is a psychologist Loki. Okay. Um, you know, uh, Josh is um, monocle. Wait, what did I say? You logical. Call logical Loki, so I need to have a monocle. On top yeah, yeah. Mm, <laughs> Okay. Fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I stand beside that. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to disagree. So, so okay, uh, so he has a monocle. Does the top hat have the horns, or does he have the horns, and then a top hat is on top of them? No, the the, top, the horns are, like, on the side of the top hat. Of the hat. top hat, okay. Yeah, I, I what is, what is Al wearing? Um, Al, he's a chill, like, psychologist, though. Okay. So, like, you know, he's, like, he's got, like, a really cool, like, vest on, but, like, he's, like, I don't know. Okay. And the horns, just and the horns, okay. Kind of like present Loki, but a little more casual. Walking the hills. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mumbling smart things to himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see it. I okay. see it. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Jacob's a bard Loki. Um, almost, like, close to being Thor-like. Uh, he, mm. you know, uh, he's very happy, and he sings, like, what he's about to do, and, uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm always a bard. Anyways, <laughs> like, just, just in general. Um. So, yeah. And if you join our Patreon, I will give you a Loki variant uh, reading. Um, I see a, a few things. It's more reliable than most psychics, I would say. Uh, so, mm. <laughs> we're going to pick up for that one. I mean, I'm sticking by it. No, you know, stick by it all you want. Go right ahead. I support it. Um, and then also check out our Black Widow article. We, um, we went and saw that last week, and I think... Uh, why Sage wrote an article about that, which is pretty cool. So, uh, 
So yeah, thanks for listening. Um, remember, fandom is for everybody. See y'all later. Cowabunga. <laughs>